Today we're talking about three different ways that you can utilize digital ads for your ministry. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is where ministers come to get some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today we're talking about digital ads. You know, digital ads was important even before COVID hit, but now they're even more important because it provides you another opportunity to reach more people because they're usually shut in or they're on their phones a lot more or online a whole lot more. So it provides you with more opportunities to reach more people. So how can you utilize them? That's why I have my friend Joe Radosevich on today, and we're going to be talking about the three different ways. And actually, there's another way that we talk about it. It's kind of like a bonus at the very end. So three plus one ways to utilize digital ads for your ministry. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Joe. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview right now. All right, with me right now is uh, my friend, Joe Radosevich. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm very, doing very well. How, how are things up in the upper Midwest? Things are really good. So the uh, weather is really nice. It's warm, but not killer. So if you want to be outside, you're not sweating buckets, but a tank top and flip-flops is still appropriate. So it's really good. <laughs> That's good. And how how are all your vegetables and planting going? They're going awesome, man. Yeah. The garden. Uh, so some parts of the garden are going better than they've ever gone before. You know, it's gardening, so we're out of control of some of those elements. But it's really good this year. Yeah. See, I've known Joe for a few years now, and so we're like Facebook friends. And even though we've never met in person, you know, we are Facebook friends and all that stuff, and we interact. And uh, I, my daughter started planting a garden in mid-July <laughs> of all times. And then I was like, well, we're a little bit late. But then Joe got on and said, well, you're never too late to start planting. There's lots of different things you can plant. So we're hopeful that she'll come up with something. Yeah. I just, most people think, well, if you don't plant at one time a year, then you're, you've missed it. But one of the lessons that it took me several years to learn is you can actually still plant in July and August, depending on where you live, maybe even in September and see stuff grow. So. What's the one thing you grow that um, that you love the most? Like it always produces good crop, or it's always tastes great. Cucumbers, cucumbers, okay. totally. We actually had our first cucumbers just today for lunch, oh. and homegrown fresh cucumbers. They remind me actually of watermelon. It's crazy. My wow. wife is like, what? But it's like so fresh, and it just it feels like it's in the watermelon family. And if you put it with some Italian dressing and some homegrown tomatoes, it's even better. So, Dude, that's awesome. Well, I could probably talk to you about planting a bunch, but we're not talking about planting on this podcast. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk – oh, actually, wait, wait, real quick, because just in case someone hasn't – you've been on the podcast a few times, but just in case someone hasn't been on, give me a little bit of back, your background. What do you do? So I am pastor of Belgium Community Church. It's a uh, church uh, – halfway between a church plant and a church restart. Um, on the shore of Lake Michigan, north of Milwaukee. So this church had closed its doors for a year, um, and I came on board. So it's a little closer to a church plant because we basically restarted everything. So we're about three years into that. 
That's awesome. That's great. And you're all into the digital stuff. You, you've, uh, you're all my, the Facebook group with digital bootcamp, but you also blog and, and talk with Jeff Reed and a lot of those guys from Stadia. So you're all over the place on digital. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about ads, not necessarily all Facebook ads, but we're going to talk about social ads, digital ads, and all that stuff. So start us off with this. What, what's the value of doing ads right now? So, um, there's kind of the big value of doing ads is that for like a tenth of the price, you can reach whatever it is. You can get whatever your goal is. That's in one sense, hey, we just want to be good stewards of God's money. But really beyond that, I would say there's a, the theological reason for doing ads is that we want lost people to hear the gospel. We want the lost people in our communities to experience the gospel for the first time. We want families to be uh, strengthened. We want marriages to be restored. We want people to find hope. And so like, that's what we exist for. And then we go, okay, what tools do we get to use to do that to the best of our ability? And if other people's churches are like mine, most of the people in our community don't know that we exist, don't think about us. When they think about, hey, what kind of advice do I need for parenting? Where am I going to look to find hope? Churches, for the most part, are not the top of mind for most people. And so the big thing is, hey, we've got lost people around us that we want to hear the gospel. Um, we want to fulfill our mission in this area. How are we going to do that? And I feel like the, one of the most effective and cost-effective ways to do that is digital advertising. Okay, okay so let's talk about cost efficiency. What, what, give me a, just, I mean, uh, just give me a comparative about if you were to go with di print media or even do a mailer versus effectiveness of doing something on digital. What, what's the kind of return on investment? Like, what, do you spend a lot more on print and, and, uh, and other kind of media rather than digital? Oh, totally. So, I mean, my context is a smaller church, uh, being a church plant. So we're coming from um, a smaller church perspective. I've got friends of different kinds of churches, so I don't know how big some churches' budgets are. But I know that if you're going to try and hit 10, 15, 20,000 people in an area, you're looking at easily a mailer of five to 10,000, which mailers can work. I mean, that's one of the reasons we go back to them is that we do get guests who say, I got the flyer and it brought that to mind. Yes. Um, another example, I've got a friend who's at a small church and they put 50, it's either 50 or a hundred dollars every month to be in a little, um, a little um, kind of weekly or monthly mailer, yeah. you know, some kind of a community newspaper. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know what, that might reach 500 people and a lot of people throw that away. Um, but what I found and in our context, you know, if we want to reach the 3000 people in our you know, semi rural town, it's going to cost us 700 bucks to do a mailer. Wow. And so when you begin looking at print media that a lot of people will throw away mailers that a lot of people will throw away, you're looking at hundreds and thousands of dollars easily every time you want to do it. So if you want to do it three or four times a year, but what I've discovered is if, I, if we want to reach those 1,000 to 3,000 people in a given week at the same rate that you would get for, the, um, um, for a mailer, then it's going to cost between $10 and $20 to do that with Facebook, Instagram ads in particular. Yeah. Um, there are other kinds of things. You can do Pinterest ads, which I think a lot of that would, is an interesting area to work in. You can do ads on Waze. You can do Google advertising. There's all sorts of other things, places that you can advertise. But and the price is just a fraction of the price to try and get even that same level of engagement. Yeah, well, I, I think you're right on in that. And what I like about the digital ads too, like if you go, 
and send a mailer, which again, you're exactly right. They are effective. We get that as well. We get people who say, I got a mailer and and, uh, I'm coming to check it out. Um, But that's the one-time hit. Whereas if it's digital, they have the opportunity actually to see it a few different times because it's running for a longer period of time too. You can drag out that that effectiveness of the ad. Like if you did a Facebook ad, you can do it for a whole month for a fraction of the price. So I, I think you're right. Okay, so you hit on a few of these, but you said Waze, Google, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, what are your top ones that you try to hit for digital ads? What are some of the more effective uh, companies that you would go to to do digital ads with? So I think because of the moment that we're um, having this, we should at least acknowledge that here in the month of July, a lot of companies and a lot of organizations has stopped Facebook advertising uh, in a protest um, for racial justice. And I think that that can be legitimate. And I don't want to like just say, hey, that's not a big, we should at least acknowledge that some people are making choices right now about, hey, we don't want to advertise in this place because we we don't like some of the policies they're doing. But one of the most effective places to do that has historically been Facebook. And a lot of people got used to Facebook as a free place to put material and to put stuff up. But, but I think that Facebook is actually still Facebook and Instagram. I think you have to put those together are still, still a really good option because 70% of your community is on it, possibly more depending on where you live at. Um, uh, you, what you can do is if you pull up how many people live within 10 miles of your church, go to Facebook, put set up an ad and search uh, how many people you could reach. If you did just 10 people within that 10 mile sphere, you'll be able to compare, wait, how many people in our community are on this? Okay, so we actually have the ability to reach 70, between 70 and 90% of our community yeah. uh, who is in this one place. And so it's just like putting up a billboard in that one place. So Facebook and Instagram are a really easy way um, and a pretty reliable way of doing that. Other platforms, things like Waze or things like Pinterest are going to be a little bit more uh, niche. Like mm-hmm. I, Pinterest has a, a reputation as being something for moms. Yeah. which honestly, it's one of the few social media sites that actually makes me happy. So I actually <laughs> like Pinterest a lot. Uh, I, I do home renovation projects or gardening stuff. And uh, you still, sometimes you still have to wade through some um, things that are not necessarily uh, targeted towards me, but for the most part. But uh, uh, I actually find Pinterest to be one of the few social media sites that makes me happy. Um, but so you can go to one of those other places if you're like, hey, you know what? I really want to make sure that all, let's just play the stereotype. I want to make sure all the moms in my area know about our church. Then you can just make a recurring ad just to get a significant amount of reach there. You could go to LinkedIn if you're like, hey, I want to make sure that people just know the name of our church. I'm not really inviting them to something, but like I want to make sure on LinkedIn the business professionals you know, see something pretty regularly about our church so that they, we come to mind when they need us. Yeah. Uh, Ways would be something where you, if you are in a busy area and you want to get a lot of commuters, you could get some, um, you can get some kind of aware, brand awareness in a place like Ways. All of those have fairly cheap ways of advertising on them. Yeah. Actually, LinkedIn may not be. LinkedIn might be a little bit more expensive, but still, that's a great place to do advertising. Yeah, well, I like how you said niche kind of market because, again, you can then tailor. I mean, you can do this on Facebook. You can really be very targeted on Facebook. But if if you're on Pinterest, you are targeting the moms, so you could design an ad campaign that really hits them on what, what you're trying to communicate to them. And same thing with LinkedIn. Then you could target professionals 
you know, in the same way. So you can cr be very specific in those ads, which I think can be effective too. And the other effective thing about going more to a niche place like that is that you, you would be the only church there. <laughs> yes. So like, honestly, if you go to Pinterest, there's, a, there, you know, some of the ads are for my ad, the ads that I see are for Home Depot. They're for some gardening products. They're for some weight loss products, but there's no church that's on there that's saying, Hey, just one, just wanted you to know that we're here uh, and that we have hope and we're ready for you when you are, you know, you know, I go to LinkedIn and I see ads for, you know, all sorts of stuff, but I don't see any church saying, um, Hey man, like failure is really hard to deal with. There's a lot of pressure in the jobs that we have. Um, just know that we are praying for you. You know, like we're, we're here for you. We're praying for you. We want to see you do well. And yeah. so we're praying God's best for you. Like you wouldn't, you're not competing with anybody. Uh, if you go to a place like that. Uh, well, I, I think that's a really good point that you're making here because again, Facebook is great, but everybody hits Facebook and they probably see a, not a gazillion churches, but they probably see a good amount of churches on it. Same thing with Google stuff. But if you're going to a Pinterest or if you're going to LinkedIn, I, I don't see a lot of ads for that guy. I mean, I'm on Pinterest a little bit, just it's weird, but anyways, not, but anyways, the, uh, I think you're, you're going on there. You have a good point there that, Hey, maybe it's worth a, a campaign, a, a one month campaign to see what kind of, uh, action you can get from there. Yeah, I think, I do think that Facebook is the place to start just because yeah. the return on investment, um, your, the ability to reach the, most of the people in your area because 70 to 90% of your, the people in your area are on there. That's a good place to do that. Um, and then, I mean, that kind of brings the fact that there's probably three goals and a lot of us complicate ads a little bit too much, I think. And there are specialists. And if you can afford to have a specialist or pay a specialist or have somebody on staff who can do that, that's awesome. But I think a lot of churches miss the opportunities because it can, if you go into Facebook's ad center or if you go into Waze's ad center or if you go into the Pinterest or LinkedIn ad platform, it can be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Do I want A-B testing? Do I want to do this? What does it mean to optimize? Oh, how do I do this? How do I exclude somebody? Should I exclude somebody? Um, I think that we, one of the things we need to do is actually kind of, instead of thinking through what's the mechanic of doing it, think through what are the goals? Yeah. And I would put the goals in terms of, reach just trying to make sure that the people in our area know that we're here honestly too few churches i think do just gospel ads what if some churches just said hey we can make a good presentation of the gospel and we want to make sure that we re regularly get that in front of all the people in our area who aren't going to walk in our building to hear it you know i mean i think that's a worthy thing to do but basically we want to be getting the net and the, the, the word out about our church as wide as possible most people aren't going to pay attention. They're not going to walk in our doors, but we want to leave, give them no excuse for saying they didn't know that we were here. The hey. second goal I would say beyond reach would be engagement. Hey. Well, sorry, you call, you, you call it brand awareness, right? That's what they call brand awareness? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, people, a lot of us assume people know about us, yeah. but I just, I just dare you <laughs> to go to a Chamber of Commerce event tell people that you're the pastor of so-and-so or you're on staff at so-and-so church and wait for how many people say, where is that at? Yeah. They have no idea where you're at. They don't know that you exist. And, uh, and so I think brand awareness is a bigger deal for churches than we think it is. We assume that they know about us. And if we invite them to a, a carnival or if we invite them to a service, then they will, they know about us and they're ready. To, oh, cool. Yeah. I think a lot of us need to spend some more time on that brand awareness piece.
Well, I think you're exactly right because I'll just say this from our personal context here. Our church owns a sports complex and our sports complex is training teams, uh, fitness stuff, and lots of young kids in there and whatnot. You don't know how many times we've been open for uh, eight or nine years now. How, you don't know how many times people have said, I never knew you guys existed. And we're like, we get thousands of people in there all the time. And, and again, there's not a ton, ton, well, there is a lot of people around us, but still there's not a lot of sports complexes around us. So we're getting used a lot. And so many people still have no idea that we exist. So the brand awareness thing is so important. And an invitation to an event means nothing if they don't know that you exist. Yep. And so rather than holding off and saying, well, we'll put our advertising into X. You know, then I think more of us need to spend some time. We talked about gardening earlier, so, like casting seeds yes. to see, hey, I want to make sure everybody in this area at least knows that we exist, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that we have hope for them. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably can find your way around Canva. You can find your way around Adobe Premiere. You can, you know, or you've got access to somebody that can do those kind of things. We should spend a little bit of time making sure that every every year we're putting some time and money into brand awareness in our community. Yeah. I know I just, for our budget this year, I mean, our budget was going to be tight. And I was like, you know what? Digital advertising is just so much better. I want to make sure that we have money for brand awareness. And I'm just going to remove the, the mailers that we were doing because it's just so much. It's more effective and it's a lot cheaper and it, it helps us reach that. Yeah. And I, I like it. So like what you said, you know, so they may not do it immediately, but if they see your, your post over and over again, when they're ready, when the Holy Spirit convicts them and they're ready to go to church, then your, your, your church is going to become top to mind. Yeah. And so like, if you have that in mind, then that makes Facebook's ad platform make sense. If you yeah. have that in your mind, then Pinterest's ad platform makes sense. LinkedIn's, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, Instagram, I don't, uh, from what I understand, Twitter's ad platform isn't particularly effective or useful, no. um, so I wouldn't necessarily go there. But any of those things begins to make sense, and your choices get to be made for you. You're like, hey, my goal is to make sure I, we are not ignorable in this area. Yeah. Cool. Then I'm going to hit reach, or I'm going to make sure as many people get the chance to see this yeah. as possible. You know, and I'm going to I'm going to define the area that I want. All of those choices begin to make sense. And let's just say two to four times a year, you made a new video. Maybe you take a sermon bumper that you've done that looks really good. Um, or you just have, you know, make a short video that says, Hey, just so you know, Belgian community church is praying for you this month. You know, that's awesome. Like that'd be, that'd be an awesome, just kind of reach thing that just says, Hey, we're here and we're praying for you. Hey, we're here. And this is, you know, we do sermon bumpers. We've got a really good designer who works with those. We run through the story brand, um, so that every sermon series kind of is a, works really well as a, let's raise an issue and show you how the Bible applies to that. We can do that really easily as a reach ad campaign. And I'm hopeful that at the two year, three year, five year mark, people that have been paying attention go, Hey, this is the time for me. Yeah. So I think more churches need to do brand awareness just as a simple spend $10 a week, spend $50 a week. And that's going to be a huge difference in your area. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's a, that's a great way. Um, and it's a, a change of thought, but it, it's very effective. Okay, so you ha- you said there was three. That brand awareness yeah. was the first one. So what's the second one? The second one is for engagement. Um, maybe, uh, and that's where you're trying to get people to respond somehow. 
to like it, to watch the video, to click on a link. You're just trying to get people to somehow engage. Uh, I would say that this goal, you would end up focusing a little bit more narrowly. Brand awareness, I think, is actually really important because we don't want to play favorites and just be like, well, we're only advertising, which Facebook allows you to do. We're going to advertise only to people of this ethnicity, right. this income level, this age group. And I mean, the book of James tells us we shouldn't be, we shouldn't play favorites. So we need to be careful. And a brand awareness and reach campaign allows us to say, hey, we want to cast a net broadly. But then when we go, hey, we want people that we, that we think are going to engage with this, who may be closer and more ready for this, that's where we can take a piece of social media content that we've done that people have kind of engaged with already and like. It could be a sermon quote. It could be a clip from something that we've done. It could be a cool video about some trip that we've taken, whatever the case is. And then I would say that the best way to end up using that is to sh sh uh, show that to the friends of everybody that likes your page already. Hmm. essentially basically taking the people that attend your church where are involved and using them as the invite to other people yeah, social cool. or facebook is going to use that and say hey you know ben likes belgium community church and so then somebody who's a, so then they show that to all of ben's friends yeah. and so we know that the most likely people that are going to come to a church to our churches when are when they've been invited from by a friend and if we want to engage with people and get people to kind of look at something, click on a link, pay attention to what we're doing, the people who attend our church and their friends are the ones that are most likely to do that. And so that's actually another like section of social media advertising I think churches need to be paying some more attention to. Most of the time, we only do the very last step. But this step of, hey, I actually want to engage the people who are already engaged, and I want to use them to help reach their friends, essentially using their name to get in the door with people that might be interested in coming here too. That's really cool. I, you know, to be honest, as you were saying this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense, but I've never done that. When I've done Facebook ads, I'm all only targeting people who like my page, but that's not, I don't want to target them with my ads. I want to target their friends. That makes complete sense. And I've never done that before. And, and well, it's interesting because I was mainly thinking we've used some of this stuff. But I was mainly thinking about this stuff when I was really looking at my garden this year and I was going, you know what, I've got to keep planting seeds if I want to see things grow. And I was like, you know, we need to keep getting the word out about the gospel and about the ministry of our church and our care for our community. If we want the people in our community to know about that. Yeah. And just saying, hey, well, we have services come if you want isn't good enough. When right. there are some people that are carrying deep wounds that they've carried their whole life and it doesn't even occur to them to come to our church yeah. and so to go you know what let's let, how what are ways we can do that and that second way was one of the ways that i went we can we've used this a little bit that if we're going to invite somebody to an event the people that are most likely to come are the friends of people that already attend yeah. so we can kind of target our engagement efforts towards those people do, do you think it's um so if you're asking doing some sort of engagement post um, and someone responds, do you look them up then? Like, would you look them up on Facebook and say, okay, are they in my area? Should I reach out to them? Like do send a message to them and invite them to church or how, is there anything that you do as a follow-up or is it just really just getting the word out some more about your church? Um, I would say if somebody engages in any way, you want to try and respond, especially if they comment because that puts the social and social media. If somebody says, great video, 
then we want to say, we are so glad that you liked it. What'd you like about it? You know, or something, something, you know, like some, if they comment to our church, we want to comment back and respond to that. So if they just, if they like it, then it can be a little bit strange, but we, you know, to kind of like stalk them and like search and send out a message. But if they're engaging in some kind of way like that, then we actually can build, I think we can build a list to target them again. That's cool. Good things for the engagement kind of thing is like a short clip from a sermon series that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a short clip that gives them a, some gives people a taste of this is who we are and what we're about. Um, videos, I would say, especially are really good at giving people a taste of our church, and that's really good targeted towards the friends of people that already like our page. Yeah. So. Um, Yep. That's that's kind of where I would end up going with that short clip. That's like, hey, this is the best two minutes, or this is the best thirty seconds from that sermon. Let's share that. Or if it's a if it if you have a real killer band and you can do a good, you know, uh, recording, a short kind of thirty second clip that shows people gives them a taste so that they're like, I like this. Let me click and engage and like the page or look at other videos or those kind of things can yep. be really good. Yeah, that's cool. I was going to ask you what what time, and you said basically 30 seconds, two minutes kind of deal. So that's good. That's good. Um, all right. So what's the third one you said? The third one is the one that we all, that most of us do already, which is an invitation. Hey, I want to invite you to something. Yep. And I, I think we all jump to that stage too fast, okay. but it's still, we're, we still want to do that. We want to engage with you. We, whether, I mean, in this digital age, it might be some special night or some special streaming something. But when life goes back to normal, what we're seeking to do uh, is to invite people into something. And, you know, if you're doing just some digital discipleship groups, we want to do an invitation for people to go come to to get involved in that, you know. And so that's where we're going to target people that are already more liking our page or interacting with our page, more following the uh, following our site then we're actually saying, hey, this isn't the first time you've heard about us. You trust us. You've been paying attention to this stuff. You've seen us in the community. Now, do you want to be a part of a, you know, a text-based Bible study group? Do you want to be a part of a Zoom you know, Bible study that we're doing? Do, you know, here, come and watch our digital service this weekend. And so most of us spend all of our energy inviting people to stuff. And I think if we've already kind of laid some of the groundwork of, hey, let's create reach, brand awareness, let's in, you know get people to engage with valuable content right where they're at. They don't have to come to something, to, you know, to get some value from us. Now we can say, hey, join with some community, whether it's digital or physical. Yeah, that's that's awesome because you, you're exactly right. Because then they're they're starting to see you're in the brand awareness they're starting to see and then they're then they're engaging with you a little bit they're like oh i like that point that this, the pastor made or oh that was a funny clip that they shared they must be pretty fun and so then when they see the invite one they they might be more likely to come because of that and you've kind of set them up uh for that through your ad campaigns i i think that's fantastic and it's hard to do that in normal marketing with a normal church budget you just can't do that if you have if you're just trying to create awareness it's really hard to make sure everybody in your community knows your name Mm -hmm. you know months and years ahead before you're going to invite them to something and then to try and lay the groundwork and be seen and i mean at that point you're spending so much on billboards and mailers all of those things just to create the the awareness so that your invite makes a difference yeah 
with with digital advertising, that's within the possibility of a, even of the smallest church. Because yeah. I mean, if you're spending 50 bucks or 100 bucks on a mailer, or I'm sorry, on an advertisement in a local newspaper, that's cheap. And with digital stuff, you can spend 40 bucks a month and reach thousands of people yeah. long before they come. So. Dude, that, this is awesome. Uh, I'm my mind, my head is spinning right now. Just different things of like, <laughs> one is how I failed in this <laughs> because I go to number three so often. Like what you said, we tend to go to number three and don't focus on the other two, which can really uh, can help us out with the seed planting. Yeah, and I do too. Like, I mean, I was thinking about this going. So we've done some of this stuff well. But we've also spent a good deal of money and a good deal of time on mailers or door hangers and energy and all those kind of things. And it's like, honestly, we probably should have just been just putting in a little bit of work, you know, two to four times a year, creating some kind of awareness in our community around who we are, what we offer, and that God loves them. Yeah. You know, whether it's a custom thing. I mean, if somebody wants a very practical step, if you do a SAR sermon bumper like we do that is probably a very good reach piece that just says, Hey, this is what we're doing right now. This is who we are. This is how this applies to you. You know, it, you're not inviting them to something, but they at least know there's a church with modern graphic design that uh, takes the Bible and applies it to our real lives. Cool. Now I know about that. I don't need that right now, you know, whatever. Um, and then like that, like becomes just a super simple, super cheap, thing that's going to make a long-term difference in the community because people have to know about us before they can reach out to us. Yeah. This is encouraging, man. This is great. Well, as we kind of wrap up, what, what other, what last encouragement would you give people who are looking to use digital ads and, and all that as you've done your research? You know what? I just looked at the notes that I prepared before this and I forgot <laughs> one of the best places to do all of this stuff. Uh, I probably should pull the trigger on it. I haven't, but we really should be. Is YouTube pre-roll ads? What? What? Wait, say that again. They're called YouTube pre-roll ads. I've looked into them. I've paid attention to them. Honestly, I have not pulled the trigger because Facebook was honestly working pretty well for us. Yeah. But you know, when you click on a YouTube video, and unless you have a YouTube subscription, yeah. which I actually do, and so that's probably why I put it out of my mind. But if you don't have a YouTube subscription, they will show you an ad before your video. Oh, yeah. And create a good ad. I mean, you should have a good ad for your church. Um, don't use clip art. Do that kind <laughs> of stuff. But if you have a good ad, then there's no reason why you wouldn't want to put that in front of music videos in your area. Why you wouldn't, you know, somebody's looking for, um, you know, how do I fix this pipe? Or how do I plant my first garden? Or, you know, something like that. And boom, a you know, a 15 second video pops up that says, Hey, we're building community church. We love you. And we're praying for you. You know, um, Hey, we're a church here in your neighborhood here in Virginia. And we love you. We believe God loves you. And just so you know, we're praying for you and we're cheering you on. Like that'd be an awesome pre-roll ad. Yeah. It says there's a church that's cheering for me. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So uh, that would be one final, <laughs> one final thing. Is I, I forgot about that. Uh, but I would say, like, don't be scared by ad platforms. I don't care if you're a youth pastor. I don't care if you're a senior pastor. I don't care if you're a solar pastor, solo pastor, small church, medium church, large church. We probably have not used ads well enough. Yeah. And instead, we need to make sure people hear about us. Because if they don't, if they haven't heard about us, then they've probably not heard the good. Then they haven't heard the good news that we have to share. Yeah. 
Dude, that's awesome. I, I'm actually, I'm super stoked right now about these YouTube pre-roll ads because we've actually been investing more time and energy into YouTube. And I'm like, dude, this would be awesome because we're streaming stuff now on YouTube and all that stuff. So I'm like, I got to get on this ASAP. So this is fantastic. Um, Joe, you're got so much, you know, you got so much ability and connection. Um, how could people connect with you if they got questions? You're a great resource. Um, you could go to my website, josephfredosevich.com. You can like go check that out. That's honestly during the pandemic. I haven't published as much because I've just been working on a bunch. Of, you, you know, like during the pandemic, yep. it feels like the work of a pastor has increased by like 200 or 400 percent. Um, but anyway, that's one place you can, uh, my Instagram profile is public. So that's a good place to reach out to me. Yep. Um, those are really the two public places. You can also go to builtinchurch.com and there's a, a form in there so you can shoot me an email, um, at my it's church just, email. So it's just really disappointing. You're not on Twitter more often. So that's just, you know, kind of, do. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I was saying that Pinterest is the only thing that makes me happy. The only social media that makes me happy. I had to actually get off Twitter. Yeah. Uh, when on my wife was like, she's like, there's so much so much that makes you frustrated. Yeah. She's like, I think it's a good idea. And I took a break and I was like, honestly, I'm happier. Yeah. Like there's some cool, you know, like sure. It's cool to be in the know and everything, but Twitter just feels like just a spiral downward right now yeah. with a bunch of stuff going on. So, well, it, it is definitely a dumpster fire a lot of times. And you know, one of the things you said about, you don't know the effectiveness of Twitter ads. I know the effectiveness of it. And it's not very good because they just reported their quarterly earnings, and while d daily users are up, they're 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 not able to monetize it well. They have not figured out how to monetize Twitter very well, which means their ads are not effective. So I would not invest any money if you're a church or a ministry in Twitter ads because they're not effective. <laughs> they're not making money, and so you're not gonna you're not gonna get good reach on that one. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of the last kind of couple of years, you know, reading Twitter, going uh, to look at my tweet deck list, and I'm like, I can't remember any ad from them, let alone any good ad. Yeah, well, exactly right. It's just, it's just not very good. So, but I could go on and on again. I love Twitter, but not their ads. So, well, Joe, it's always great having you on the podcast. So, thanks uh, so much for joining me today, man. Thanks, Tom, man. I really appreciate all the stuff that you're putting out with. Uh, digital boot camp and why I'm psychic. All right. So there you have it. My conversation with Joe and I always like having Joe on the podcast. And I like talking to him in general as well, but um, he's always been to me on the forefront of uh, trying to figure out digital ads. Uh, you know, I had him on a, the podcast previously and we talked about uh, one of the things we talked about in the past was uh, how he's using digital ads for, for ways and how he's use, utilizing ways to reach more people. So I, I think it's great. He's a great resource. So if you haven't checked him out already, definitely uh, check him out. I've got all his links uh, on the show notes. Uh, but I'm kind of curious of how you're utilizing digital ads. You know, we talked about three plus one here, you know, basically four different things that you can be doing for, for, for ads. What are you doing? How are you utilizing them? Definitely, let's continue the conversation. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at uh, TA Pounders, where I'm at. And so I'd love to just carry this conversation on and talk more about digital ads and how you're utilizing them. Because it, it does go beyond Facebook, too. Facebook's a great uh, resource, but it goes beyond Facebook. And there's different things that you can be doing. And I want to learn from you as well. So let's continue this conversation online. Let's uh, go on the Twitter, at uh, TA Pounder again. 
All right, heroes, well, that wraps it up for another episode of the YM Sidekick Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me uh, again today. If you enjoyed the podcast, go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to it, or you can go to ymsidekick.com. There I've got all the content, blogs, vlogs, uh, podcasts, eBooks. Uh, I got information about the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. All of that can be found at ymsidekick.com, so I hope you check that out. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.